We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forward callers to your mobile phone. You can even get voicemails transcribed. Join over 150,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. Go to trygrasshopper.com boom for $50 off your first order. See how it works. That's trygrasshopper.com B-O-O-M, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi there, hockey fans. I'm Paul Bruno here with Mike Agello as we bring you the Thursday edition of our DFS series of podcasts where we focus on tonight's slate of nine NHL games. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you to follow me at Statsman22, and you can follow Mike at Mike in Buffalo. Now, Mike, we haven't talked since the trade deadline, and I have to ask you for your opinion since you covered it so closely. Which teams do you think made out well and which other ones failed, in your opinion, to bolster their, their situations at the deadline? Well, I think the Capitals hit a home run with getting Kevin Shattenkirk. Uh, you know, they gave him some draft picks, but you got a top four defenseman who they're using on their number one power play, and he's going to help them in terms of their defensive depth. I also think Minnesota, because they had, they have a lot of depth in their organization in terms of young prospects. They had the flexibility to trade draft picks to get Martin Hansel from Arizona, so I thought they did pretty well too. On the flip side. 
even though they're right now uh, a point ahead in the uh, wild card race for the Eastern Conference, I think the Islanders dropped the ball because they didn't do anything, and I think they needed to add some forward help to for John Tavares. And the Buffalo Sabers had a couple defensemen in Kulikov and Cody Franzen who they could have traded for draft picks, and puzzlingly they didn't. So I think they dropped the ball big time. And uh, uh, linked to that, I, I want to give a shout out again to Steve Eiserman, Mike. He yeah. I think was another guy that did well at the deadline not so much for bolstering the squad but from getting under uh, out from under some tough contract situations and now uh, setting himself up to be able to sign the rest of the guys that are rfas and potential ufas that he wants to keep in the summer that was a great move by him yeah, he cleared some cap space, and I think that, uh, in a way, he cleared up the situation where now, now Vasilevsky is the number one goaltender, Ben Bishop is in L.A., and they've played better since they've sort of stripped down that lineup a little bit. So um, for, for the Eastern Conference uh, wildcard race and for third spot in the Atlantic, I mean, right now Tampa Bay is hard charging along with uh, Florida and probably possibly the Leafs they've been faltering lately now Mike I tip my listeners off that I'd be flying to Arizona for a baseball conference this week I'm here now and we're live and it's rather early in the morning that's why I haven't got the video up so you can't see me I don't think but (laughs) in any case uh, we're getting ready to go to that conference here but before that I was studying some of the news and notes around town say that the Coyotes are are in the news again for all the wrong reasons it seems like this team just can't find a home locally they moved around from Phoenix to Glendale and and now they're talking about Tempe and possibly back to Phoenix. It's it's really a bit of a mess down here. What are you hearing from your sources? What I'm hearing is this, this is the beginning of the end, not not moving to Tempe, but moving out of Arizona, because the, the hunger there, there's a referendum that is in front of the, I think it's the state legislature, to give tax breaks for a new stadium, and it's two to one against, basically. So if, if there is no tax break, and this this is what the whole thing that uh, Gary Bettman uh, stated in this ultimatum that he that he issued, uh, if they don't, they, you know, the, the situation in Glendale is untenable, so if they can't get a building someplace else i think that's the this is the first chapter of them leaving i don't know if that means seattle in a couple years if they can you know string it out until then or the the ready-made situation in quebec city with the building already ready but they they you know they've tried for 15 years there's just not the support there and i don't care if they build a building anywhere i don't know if they're going to get any more than 10,000 people in that building for a hockey game so and then the organization has stunk for a while so I, i think this is the beginning of the end yeah i echo that sentiment i mean i was talking to the relatives here and i said you know it's it's on life support right now and and i said let's compare the situation to toronto and just hear me out here mike the the greater Mm. metropolitan uh, uh, population in toronto is six million people that's effectively the population of the entire state of arizona it's a big state but the people are so spread out that they can't get to a a center where they're going to find the dedicated fan base that they need uh, as a following and i think also that the las vegas Las Vegas situation might uh, factor in, uh, drawing some people over that way uh, instead of making the trip to Arizona. So all things are conspiring against this this club and this franchise. I I agree with you. I think they're on late support. Now, I think I said that there were nine games. Of course, there's ten on tonight's slate, so I don't want to get a host of tweets from anybody that says, oh, you've missed one game, whatever. We won't, and we'll get to them in a moment. Uh, But as always, before we proceed toward the creation of our FanDuel lineups, Mike, I also want to remind our listeners throughout throughout the week, if they have any questions 
questions about our lineups and fantasy hockey in general or, or anything related to the NHL, they can tweet at us and we will try to answer their questions during our next podcast on Tuesday when you're going to join me for the regular news and notes that we do on the, the podcast, as we call it, with Statsman and AJ. It'll, it'll be podcast with Statsman and, and Mike from Buffalo on Tuesday. And Mike will make his first appearance there on the podcast in place of my usual co-host, AJ Scholes, who's on vacation. I think he's enjoying a, a good time at a bachelor party in Las Vegas is what I'm hearing. So we're looking forward to details from that. In, oh any, ca- in any case, let's take a look at the, uh, the NHL schedule. And I'll take the first five games, Mike. And uh, we'll open up with the New York Rangers at Carolina. And the Rangers tonight are a minus 17, and over-under is 5.5 for that 7 o'clock start. Carolina is a team that they should beat and, and to bolster their position in that division. we got Philadelphia and Toronto, uh, a game where both t- teams are trying to get into the playoff picture. The Leafs right now are on the fringe. Philadelphia is a little bit behind them, so a very key battle there where the Leafs are a 148 favorite at home, and the over-under is 5.5 for that 7.30 start. we got Minnesota, a team that really has shot up in the standings all season long, and they're one of the uh, Western powers. They're going to be in Tampa Bay tonight where the revitalized Tampa situation that I teased is, is probably front and center there, although the Lightning probably won't make the playoffs. Uh, the Wild are a minus 110 favorite. The over-under is 5.5 for 7.30 start there. Then we've got Anaheim at Chicago. The Hawks are getting into playoff form, and that's bad news for everybody. And the line shows it here, Mike. They're a minus 173 favorite. The over-under is set at 5.5 for that 8.30 tilt. And then we've got New Jersey rolling into Colorado. They're fanning, They're hoping to fan their faint playoff hopes uh, with the Devils. They're a minus 116 favorite. They need to get this game against one of the league's dregs. Uh, they're in Colorado tonight, so the altitude might be an issue for them. It's a 9 o'clock start. Now, why don't you take us through the remaining games on the slate, Michael? Okay, we have a pair of 9 o'clock starts. Montreal Canadiens visit the red-hot Calgary Flames. The Flames are a minus-113 favorite, and the over-under is five goals. Uh, there is no line on Ottawa visiting the Arizona Coyotes, but if there is a line, I would, I would take the Ottawa Senators because <laughs> the, the Arizona Coyotes are hideous. Uh, one ten o'clock start, the, the red-hot New York Islanders are minus-150, and the over-under is five at Vancouver. Uh, two ten thirty starts. Nashville Predators visit the LA Kings. The Kings are minus one thirty five. Over under is five. And the Washington Capitals, with probably one of the best matchups of the night, the Washington Capitals at San Jose Sharks. The Capitals are a minus one hundred five favorite, and the over under is five. That will probably be the best game. True, and I suspect the reason why there's no line on that Ottawa Arizona game is because Ottawa did play last night. They're on a roll, and I think you're right. If they can avoid fatigue being an issue, they should roll over the Coyotes this evening. Now, Mike, uh, we have a new sponsor on this show, uh, and it's called pristineauction.com. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. They have daily auctions there, ending nightly with hundreds of lots. There's lots of stuff available on the Man Cave for the man caves around the world. We all, they always have something perfect for the fan of any team or any sport, it seems. And if you're concerned about authenticity, that's so important to a lot of people. They guarantee authenticity, and all items come with that authentication from only the most trusted of sources. And if affordability is a concern, what I find is look, looking around at all this stuff is much more affordable than you think, even though it's at auction rates. It seems like prices aren't going through the roof here. And uh, I, I mention this because I've taken a look and I've seen a lot of items 
they're from different eras uh, of my sports background and history. I can go back 30 years and point to stuff that I'd be intrigued by, even in boxing and soccer and basketball, baseball, f- hockey, football. They got stuff from every sport, every era, it seems. So there's something for to whet every appetite. It's quick and free and easy to register, free to bid, and you only pay when you win. And I'll encourage listeners uh, of this show, please, if you go to the how did you hear about us section of their website please go into the drop down and give rotowire a nod because that really is uh, meaningful to us all right mike let's begin looking at uh, building our fan duel lineups by going into each position and uh, taking a look at the ranges before we get to to the uh, end of the show where we put our lineups together so we'll take a look at the center spot the top name on the board at the center position is steven stamkos of course he's out with an a knee injury, but I guess this must mean he's getting closer to playing. It just won't be tonight. So let's take a look down the list and, and see what you think about the top tier of centers that are available, and give me a name or two that might uh, be in consideration for your lineup. Well, uh, John Tavares is the one that stood out, and he's been playing a lot better lately as the Islanders' playoff fortunes have improved. Um, he's a guy who I would consider playing, even though his price is over $8,000. Uh, they are playing Vancouver. Vancouver uh, you know, is hanging on the edges of the playoff race in the Western Conference, but probably not going to make it. And they're not, I don't think they're particularly strong up the middle, so Tavares is the guy who I had in that range, and I would probably play him. Yeah, he stands alone up there at the plus 8,000 tonight, and it's a, it's a good play. He's on fun fire. The whole team is right now, and uh, that's good news for Tavares fans because you want him to stay in Long Island if, if you're a fan of the Islanders, too, and, and a good finish here for him and the team is going to go a long way to helping him decide whether he wants to stay or not. We drop down into the next tier, Mike. Let's take it down to 7,000. There's about five names in there uh, from Ryan Getzlaff to Nicholas Backstrom. Any of those guys got a shot for you? Uh, Jeff Carter was the one that stood out. He's the main scorer on the L.A. Kings. They're playing Nashville. Nashville has not been, to my mind, a particularly shut-down defensive club. And if the Kings you know, the Kings are in a playoff race right now, so if, if they're going to win, it's going to be Jeff Carter carrying them on their back. So he was the guy that I picked. Yeah, and that's a good pick, too. I think he's when you think about scoring on Los Angeles, he seems to be the only name. That, uh, he's already at the 30-goal mark, and then it's a huge drop from him to the remainder of the roster and he factors into the power play situation too and uh, I, I like that call as well for my money I, I'm going to look at a guy like Jonathan Taves he's been red hot I, I dissed him once a couple of weeks ago as a guy who's a, uh, regarded as a frontline player but maybe shouldn't be as a frontline scorer and ever since then he's gone on the best tear of the season so if he has a big finish I think I'm, I'm expecting a royalty check from him uh, <laughs> in that situation against the An- Anaheim Ducks of course it looks like their goaltending is in a bit of flux with uh, their starter on the sideline too so that makes that a good look for me as well dropping down below seven grand mike you got who do you got at the high end of the sixes uh, uh, if anybody well, I took Alex Galchenyuk, who has stepped up a bit since uh, Claude Julien has taken, o- took, has taken over in Montreal. Now, the, the, the proviso here is that Galchenyuk can be shifted from center to wing at times, so and sometimes that benefits him in terms of scoring. So I, I think he's a good bet at, at in the 6,000 to 6,900 6, 6, range. Yeah, I'm going to counter with Miko Koivu of Minnesota. This guy is a bit of a part of a one-two punch with uh, Eric Stahl, uh, and it, I, I think Stahl is the guy that 
that's the hotter of the two, so he'll p probably garner the most defensive attention from the homestanding Lightning. So I'm counting on the secondary guys to have a little trouble with Koivu, who also factors in on the special teams. So for $6,600, he might be a good go-to over there. Uh, let's go to the 5,000, Mike, and tell me, who do you like in, in this grouping? Uh, Tyler Bozak of the Maple Leafs, um, less because of him himself, but more because Mitch Marner is back in the lineup and he seems to be the engine that drives that particular line. Um, they were the, the, the line that uh, that assisted on both goals for Toronto in their uh, the first in the first period of the three two win on Tuesday. Uh, Bozak could get some assists in that game, and we'll get plenty of ice time on the power play and the penalty kill. So I, I think he's a good selection there. And I'm going to look at the matchup in this case, looking for Derek Broussard of the Senators to come up large. He's been in a bit of a scoring funk of late, but still getting first-line minutes. I think that's just too much of a tasty uh, matchup. It might be the one that gets him off the schneid, and, and this could be an interesting contrarian pick that we always look for in tournament plays, where you want to get a guy that not too many people are thinking about. I just look at the situation here. He's playing first-line minutes. going to be power play. He is struggling yeah. to score. Maybe this is a guy that's not going to be too highly owned, Mike, and and could be a surprise uh, addition to the top end scorers on, on this nightly slate when we look back on it. So uh, good contrarian pick in this range for me. If we look for other picks that are below the 5,000 mark, Mike, there are some guys that are playing top six minutes here and mm -hmm. might be good, really good value plays. Who, who makes the grade for you? Well, with the trade of Philpola from Tampa to Philadelphia, I took a flyer on Braden Point of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I was impressed watching him in the last couple games. He's got offensive chops, a lot of speed. I think until Stamkos gets back, he's a good bet for a cheap player who uh, could get some points. And I'm going to counter with Philippe Deneau of the Canadians. I hate to give the Canadians any kind of a shout-out, Mike. You know that you and I are... I know you and I both hate the haves, but I look at, again, a situational play. This guy's below five grand, yet he's playing first-line minutes. He's playing with quality wingers, including Mats Pacioretty, most nights. And by default, he's got that first-line role. I don't, know, I don't know why he's hung on to it all season long. Uh, I was hoping that they, for their sake, they would bolster that position at the deadline, but they didn't. And uh, he looks like a guy who, who could factor in on a, on a night where they don't play a team. They play a team that's rolling pretty well, but Calgary's not the defensive uh, stalwarts uh, of the league by any ch uh, means. So for $4,400, that, that's a screaming hot value for me tonight. Let's move over to the wing position, Mike. We're uh, supposed to pick four guys, so there's got to be a number of guys at the top that might be of interest to our listeners. Who do you like in the plus 8,000? There's only two names, Patrick Kane and Alex Ovechkin. Uh, mm -hmm. We like to ask when there's a group that stands alone like this uh, or a player that stands alone, is it a play or fade for you on either of these guys? Um, if I had to play one of the two, it would be Kane simply because of the Anaheim goaltending situation, as you mentioned. But I would fade on both of them because I think there are options that are cheaper. And, you know, you, you got San Jose playing Ovechkin in San Jose. I think that's a tough matchup. And Anaheim, if Bernier can stand up, that's a tough matchup for Chicago. So I, I would stay away from them. Yeah, I agree with you. There's plenty of value below them. And why don't we take a look at some of those guys? There's about six names in the plus 7,000 range from Johnny Gaudreau up to Nikita Kucherov, who's been on fire of late. So uh, if that's six-packed, Mike, are you on one or two of the guys in this range? Uh, Kucherov, definitely. I think he's he's he has been driving the offense for Tampa the last few weeks, and I think he'll continue to do so. They've reunited the triplets with him and Palat and Tyler Johnson, and that seems to have gotten the Tampa Bay offense going. So I, he's my play. 
Boy, for me, it's uh, Philip Forsberg, Mike. Over the last <laughs> month, uh, is there a hotter guy in the league? No. This, this guy's just been incredible and, and on fire. And boy, when when uh, he got traded away from his former club, you have to wonder if if they're upset about it, about it in Minnesota. Can you imagine that squad with him on, in that lineup now? But Forsberg, for his part, is carrying the load in Nashville. And I see the the goaltending situation in Los Angeles playing a factor here. Jonathan Quick is just back from a long stint on the injury list, and I think it's going to be a while before he gets into the top part of his game level, and I'm counting on that to be a factor that allows Forsberg to continue to roll along, and for $7,700, he might be a good play tonight. Also might be viewed as a bit of a contrarian play, because I think there's people that are going to be on the likes of Pacioretty and Gaudreau and Grandlin even in in this range, so uh, I like that as maybe a standout pick that, that a lot of people will not be on. Let's dip into the 6,000s, Mike. You've got a real uh, mitt full of options here that, that are playing first line, even second line minutes, too. So who do you like here? Well, I had two in the 6,000 range. One was Matt Zuccarello of the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers are playing Carolina, not a playoff team, not a, a team that's struggling right now. The, defensively, they're pretty good, but uh, Zuccarello is a top-line top, top line guy and plays power play. The other was Mike Hoffman of, of Ottawa playing against the Coyotes. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's, he's a gifted goal scorer who just seems to find the net all the time. Those are my two plays. Well, and I'm going to look at others. Uh, I'm going to go hometown uh, a little bit here with Mitch Marner playing second line minutes for the Leafs. This guy's got a high motor, and he had maybe his worst game of the season a, a couple of games ago. And I'm sure that stuck like a burr in his saddle. And he played a really uh, strong game the other night when the Leafs played against Detroit. He was a key factor in their narrow 3-2 victory. This is another game the Leafs have to get, and he knows it. And he's gonna. I think he's gonna lead the Leaf offense tonight against a shaky Flyer defense and goaltending situation that makes me want to pick him for sixty-eight, six hundred bucks. I'll I'll take another uh, guy in this range, Taylor Hall, who is uh, you know he's shown flashes of being one of the top left wingers in hockey. That I I think that's been his profile for the last couple of years. But it's taken a while for him to be uh, uh, find his groove. I think in New Jersey on a consistent basis. I think tonight he has a chance to pad those stats against a dreadful Colorado team. And at sixty five hundred dollars to me that's a tasty pick uh, that I'll try and fit in in the 5,000 to 6,000 range uh, this is where I'm probably going to look for the guys that eventually make my lineup Mike uh, what do you like in this group the guy that stands out to me is Mark Stone of the Senators. Again, it's the Coyotes play, the anti-Coyotes play. Um, the Senators are playing second back-to-back, but Stone is one of their top wingers, and I think that the Senators are going to light up the the, uh, the Coyotes, so I think Stone is a good play there. Yeah, and I like uh, Kyle Palmieri is a guy that I'm going to counter, uh, and, and I think he's going to find his way into my lineup. He's playing top-line minutes over there in in jersey and and uh, they got a tasty matchup in columbus so i like that matchup for that reason and that price tag and i I find that he'll be one of the guys that i'm going to load up in my roster any other guys in the 5000 range that uh, might be attractive for you Marion Hosa because he's Marion Hosa. I mean, he's he he's not the he's not the greatest offensive player anymore, but he does play with Taves, and I think he can cash in the odd goal and get the odd assist. And Taves is red hot, as you said before, so I think that's a good play. And I'm going to look at Josh Bailey from the top line on the Islanders. He gets the good matchup tonight, too. Uh, factors into the decision. He's pouring shots on goal at a pretty high rate, three to four every game. Gets a couple of block shots, but what I like best is the consistency 
consistency that we're seeing out of him in terms of scoring. He's got points in six of his last eight games and is a factor on the special teams, which also can juice your totals uh, uh, in FanDuel play. So uh, we'll look for some value plays now, Mike. Anybody below the 5,000 mark that lights it up for you tonight? The one that stands out to me is Jason Zucker of the Minnesota Wild. 20 goals, 23 assists. He's one of their better offensive players, and he's at at 4,800. I think it's a steal of a pick. Yeah, and I'm going to say Anders Lee is in that same uh, ballpark for me. He's another guy. He's really become the uh, the consistent wingman for for uh, John Tavares and and he's headed toward another great goal scoring total this season and and he's padded it of late during the recent hot streak they got a soft matchup I think in Vancouver tonight so I like his chances to do well I'm looking for Brendan Gallagher to get off the schneid in Montreal and contribute too and I I think that's a situation where the goaltending's come around in Calgary a little bit but Montreal's been on such a roll the last few games of this road trip and I think it continues tonight with that hot streak and Gallagher becomes a a bit more of a part of it than he's been uh, so far in the last few games. Another main name that I'll throw into this mix, Andre Palat. This is a, a guy who's uh, formed a great union with a couple other uh, Soviet stars uh, in their lineup on that first line, and, and he gets a chance tonight against Minnesota at home, and so I think they're going to avoid the top checking of Minnesota's uh, side and, and maybe free him up, also a factor on the special teams. This is rare. You get a first-line winger with that kind of profile for less than $5,000, so uh, you got to look for that when you can find it, and I'll say that Richard Panic is another guy in that same boat, even though he has a bit of a tougher matchup against Anaheim and their physicality. Uh, not something that he likes to deal with on a regular basis, I'm sure, but in the, with the Hawks, he's insulated on the, on the depth chart, uh, playing first line minutes with some quality teammates and, uh, again, a special teams guy that they'll look to. Let's take it to the rear guards, Mike, where one guy stands alone, just as he does every time when San Jose's playing, it seems, and that's Brent Burns. He's having a magical season at mm-hmm. $8,300. Again, I'll ask you, since he's the lone wolf over here, is it a player fade for you on him? And maybe I'll throw in Eric Carlson, too, at 7300 They kind of stand alone as the two premier defensemen on tonight's board. Uh, on Burns, it's a fade for me, not because of, he, you know, because he, he is Brent Burns and he's having a fantastic year, but I think there are other options that are a little cheaper that I think are just as advantageous. I mean, I think Burns is playing against the Capitals. The Capitals play a really good defensive game. Holpe is probably going to be in, in tonight. They play a shutdown defensive style, so I think that the ability to get as many points as he usually does will be less. Um, I didn't go with Carlson. Um, I went with Victor Hedman. If you look at their stats, Hedman's got more goals and four less assists, and he's $700 cheaper, so I think he's the better play. Yeah. Yeah, I love both calls. I think Ottawa's on the second of back-to-backs, too, so that factors into Carlson being a fade for me as well. Burns, as much as I love him, and he's a big part of my season-long team that's rolling along at the top of the standings in Rotowire Staff League. I want to get that dig in every chance I get, boy, when I'm on top, Mike. Uh, the guys at the home office will hate that, but I'm yeah, sure. I, I'm the king of the ring right now, and I'm loving it. And uh, Victor Hedman is another factor on my team. I've really got it stacked on my blue line, but he's another guy that you can really make the case for tonight at home against Minnesota and a and, uh, big factor in terms of their power play, obviously. So he's the guy of the top three that I think is a play uh, what about uh, dropping down a little bit below that? You got Yossi and Subban at plus 6,000, and then we can dip into the 5,000s if you want. Let's throw around some names in this group, uh, uh, Mike. 
Well, the, 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 the guy I saw at 5,400 that stood out to me is Shattenkirk. I mean, Shattenkirk, as I was saying, he's a top four guy with the Capitals. He's playing number one power play. He's getting points. And you know, with, with Ovechkin, with Backstrom, with that offense there, I mean, he's going to continue to rack up the points. So I think at 5,400, he's a good price. Yeah, and I mean, a little bit higher than that, him, you got the likes of Roman Yossi, P.K. Subban. They're not scoring like they did no. they have in prior years. So you want to look, look away from them, particularly since Los Angeles plays that grinding game, they don't give up a lot uh, defensively either. Uh, so that stout defense makes it a tough case for me to go out of the Nashville pair. Then, you know, yeah. you got front liners like Keith and Weber. I think they both have tough matchups tonight to be as productive as, say, the guys that, that, that you're looking at or the guy that I want to highlight in this group, and that's Drew Doughty for $5,400. Yeah. Drew Doughty is still one of the premier defensemen in hockey and I think he gets a bit of the short short shaft here because he he's playing so many late games that people don't get to see how good a player this guy is but Mike you and I follow the hockey beat pretty closely and I look at this guy and and the matchup against Nashville and 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 I think this is a great situation for him to be productive this evening it is, and you know he's at the top of his game right now. I, I I chose to stay away from Dougie Hamilton and Giordano, not because they're not good defensemen and not because they're not having good years, but because they're playing Carey Price. Right. Sometimes it's all matchups, and you know, if Carey Price is Carey Price, they get one goal, maybe two. <laughs> That's correct. So, uh, a great tip to our listeners: you know, be be wary. You know, even though the guy that you're looking at is a hot stick, maybe you got to look at the other side and say who's playing on defense, who's in net, and it could dominate them on on a night, one uh, one off situation as you just highlighted. Uh, a little bit lower into this range, Mike. Who do you who do you see uh, at the lower end of the board? Let's say. Uh, rookie Brady Shea of the New York Rangers. He's their point man on their power play. He's leading the team with twenty with the, on their defense with twenty nine assists. Um, I think he's more of an offensive weapon on their blue line than uh, than Ryan McDonough, and he's only at forty six hundred dollars. So I think it's a good value pick. And you know what? You mentioned Carey Price. I'm going to say uh, the, my choice of T.J. Brody tonight stands out as a really good contrarian possible play. I'm looking at what he's done most recently. He's been around the 20-point mark in terms of fan duel play on a nightly basis, which is way above his season average. I'm counting on that hot stick to be productive. If he gets a goal on the power play, that could be all I'm looking for from him. But I know he's going to pour a lot of shots on goal, one of the most mobile defensemen uh, in the league, uh, skating-wise. And, and this is going to be a pretty freewheeling game, I think. Think. And uh, if if Carey's going to give one or two up, I'm back, banking that Brody's going to be in on 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 one or both of them. Then uh, you look at other first line defensemen in this group. You can make the case as another contrarian play for Eric Johnson, who's slated to play first line minutes for Colorado against a team that's not going to intimidate anybody. That's New Jersey Devils, though they play a very disciplined style of game as always, and uh, so that might make him a good look over there. And Alex Edler, who is the the quarterback of the Vancouver power play, it's not often you see. Uh, first line defender who plays top line power play minutes ranked for only rated for only $4,400 Islanders are on a bit of a roll but don't forget the Vancouver power play with the Sedins running it up front and working with Edler as they have for years is a a group that can come up and bite you uh, in the man advantage circumstance all right, Mike, that's our look at the, the, the roster possibilities. Now it's time to get down to what the lineups are that we chose uh, for tonight's games. You've got to give me two centers. We're not doing the goaltenders, Paul? Oh, you got you. You know what? Very good. The rookie shows up the veteran here. 
<laughs> let's do the goalies. Yeah, let's take a look at them. Mike, let's go to the top of the board, and we have uh, Braden Holtby and Carey Price and uh, Devin Dubnik at the top. And uh, John Gibson's a fade because of his I, uh, status on the IR. So we got the top guys on the board. Do you like any of them uh, over over the rest of the field, perhaps? I mean, I, I mean, all have a chance to win. I, I would stay away from Holtby. Uh, high price, and he's playing against San Jose. That's a pick'em game at best. Of the of the three over nine thousand, I think the one I would probably go with is Carey Price because he seems to be back to the Carey Price of old. But that game, you know, you're playing Calgary, who's won seven games in a row. So that's a they're, they're all pick'ems, which me, leads me to pick a, somebody lower who I think has a better chance of winning. Yeah, and that's a key point. You know, the profile of these goalies that. You, are at the top of the board is unquestioned that's why they cost so much they've all been playing very well not only of late but all season long so uh, i think I, I agree with you that, that i fade on them and look for a guy that's going to make make a difference and be a bit of a contrarian pick as i've been saying throughout the show so uh do we find them in the plus eight eighty five hundred range 85 to 8900 mike yeah, the one that stands out is Henrik Lundqvist. He played great against Florida a couple nights ago. He's probably starting because they won't start Ranta. They started Ranta in the first of back-to-back. Um, the Rangers are rolling right now, and Lundqvist is getting prepped for the playoffs, so he's he's the play playing against a weak offensive Carolina team. I love that pick, Mike, and in fact, I agree with it, and, and since I beat you to the punch, I can tease that I'm that's the guy that I picked in my ultimate lineup for the night for all the reasons that you suggested. I, I, I know, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's the price for getting uh, getting up early and beating it of the punch and telling you, don't pick my guy, pick somebody else. Yeah. So glad that I have your endorsement there. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing who you got in the twine. But in this range, you can also make the case for Corey Crawford. He's grounding in the playoff form and behind that Chicago team that's playing some of the best hockey they've had all season long. And I look for that to continue against a, an Anaheim team that's visiting them tonight. Seems that Western the Western clubs, too, sometimes when they come east, they have a little bit of trouble. So I'm, fa- I'm factoring that into the mix as a possibility there for me. Craig Anderson, of course, at $8,600, a guy who's been playing lights out for most of the season for Ottawa. And I wonder if he's probably going to be fade tonight, though, uh, because he played last night. So keep an eye on that goaltending situation. If Ottawa doesn't go back-to-back with Anderson, you'll look elsewhere in this range. Speaking of that, Mike, in the plus 8,000 to 8,500 range, uh, do you have anybody in this group that might be worth a look? I have Andre Vasilevsky from the from the Lightning. They're playing Minnesota. That's a tough matchup. But Vasilevsky, since the trade of Bishop, has played well. He's stepped up and played like a number one goaltender. I think Tampa's on a roll right now. I think they have, they have a decent chance of beating the, the Wild. So I, I would go with Vasilevsky. And I'm going to go with a bit of a homer pick in this range, Mike, that uh, you might be happy with, too. Is Frederick Anderson of the Maple Leafs. I'm looking for him to come up large as the Leafs... Uh, continue uh, to play teams that are right around them in the standings they need these matchups and they need their goalie to play at the top of his game and i think right now he gives them an edge over the flyer counterparts that might be offering uh, resistance at the other end so that factors into my play and my pick here uh, of freddie anderson the maple leafs let's go down into value country are there any guys in the sub 8000 range i'll tell you what condon is a potential starter mason is a potential starter and cam ward is a potential starter along with mike smith smith any of these guys worth a play for you as a contrarian viewpoint 
Well, this is very contrarian, but Calvin Pickard of the Colorado Avalanche, simply because New Jersey cannot score. Uh, they're, they're playing at home, and I think Pickard is a good goaltender, but the, the Colorado defense is abysmal, so he would have to play well for them to win. But I think he's a good goaltender, so that might be a, that might be a play. Yeah, and I'm looking at Mike Smith. Just because Ottawa's playing the second of back-to-backs, do they have, finally have an off night and slip up a little bit? This might be the place where that happens, even though uh, they're a much better club than Arizona, and uh, they might use, uh, they might be leaning on their uh, their goalie at the other end to, to keep them afloat, uh, even though they're going with a second stringer. So uh, Ottawa's looking to, to continue the role, but Smith could be a guy that upsets the apple cart over there. Now, Mike, let's get into the lineups that we chose. I tried to jump the gun. I'm anxious to get this going, and mm. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have at center ice. Uh, at center ice, I have John Tavares at 8,100 and Tyler Johnson at 6,200. All right, and you've made the case for both of those guys earlier on the show, so not much more need to be said. I'm going to counter with uh, Nick Backstrom of the Capitals. This guy is playing second-line minutes, but that's uh, because because uh, Kuznetsov is getting a lot more uh, playing time of late. But don't forget, Backstrom is playing with Ovechkin, uh, and so that makes his value at 7,100 worth uh, worth a lot more than it really is. I think he's underpriced given the profile there. It is a tough matchup with San Jose, but these guys with the extra man are magical, and I'm counting on that to be a factor there tonight. I also look at Bo Horvat for Vancouver, a guy we didn't talk about earlier as a guy who, who has been on a roll for Vancouver for a long while. He plays a physical game that uh, that uh, will match up well with the Islanders, a big club that likes to grind. So so this will be a matchup where Horvat continues to build his case as the next uh, leader of the Vancouver Canucks, I'll say, and he's doing it in fine style in the last few weeks. Uh, four wingers, Mike, that you might want to put into tonight's lineup. Uh, TJ Oshie, who's having a great year with the Capitals. Um, I went with Jonathan Drouin of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I, I, you know, I, for some reason, I think Tampa Bay is going to have a really good game against a really tough Minnesota team. Uh, Matt Zuccarello against the. Uh, uh, Carolina Hurricanes at 6200 and my low price guy only because he has been scoring ever since he got traded there and I hate to pick him but Alex Burrows of the Ottawa Senators at 3800 he's got three goals since being acquired last week and you know you can't you can't ignore that fact you know what and that's where you get great value because this guy is lighting it up right now and if he continues that role for 3800 bucks boy have you given yourself some flexibility elsewhere i love that pick mike uh in terms of top to bottom for me i went with mike hoffman as my most expensive guy this guy's a trigger man on the power play one of the go-to guys in their offense and uh, i like his chances against arizona despite the fact ottawa's going in the second of back-to-back so you can call it a bit of a high-end contrarian pick because people will be laying off Ottawa, I think, in droves uh, as the second, the only team that's playing second back-to-back on the board. Uh, I'll partner him with Tanner Pearson of the Kings. He gets a lot of minutes with Jeff Carter. I already told you what I think about Carter. He's been carrying the offensive load there, but now he's got a bit of a running mate in Tanner Pearson, I think, who will factor in on the special teams as well in that matchup against Nashville. And I'll also add another guy at the 5,800 range. Another, uh, he's been shooting out the lights uh, most recently. That's Kyle Palmieri. Uh, he's got the tasty matchup against Colorado, so no more need to be said uh, about that favorable possibility. And finally, Josh Bailey, who is playing one of the wings, the other wing with uh, Anders Lee and John Tavares on a potent line for Islanders that's really carried them on this uh, 
this Canadian road trip that they're on. And I think the success possibly continues for Bailey tonight at $5,200. Great value pick there, in my opinion. On the blue line, you got to give me a pair of guys, Mike. I went with two Rangers. I went with uh, Ryan McDonough at 5,300 and Brady Shea at 4,600. Uh, as I said, Shea is a power play guy, uh, is leading their their defense with assists. I think it's 29 assists. Uh, I think they're going to roll over Carolina, so I think that's a good pick to have those two. Well, and I highlighted, highlighted Drew Doughty earlier. I think if I didn't pick him, I'm pretty sure you would have for $5,400. Uh, you don't often see a Norris Trophy candidate guy priced this low on the board so i'm jumping all over that and i'm partnering him with tj brody who's had that hot scoring streak of late i'm banking on it to continue against a tough defensive montreal club but brody is one of the more agile skaters in the league and i think he's going to give the canadians fits whenever he's on the ice tonight for forty six hundred dollars that's my value play on the blue line and in net, I tip my hand with Henrik Lundqvist. You gave a great capsule on him earlier. A very favorable matchup for me at $8,900. He's my guy, but I want to hear the big reveal on who your goalie is tonight. Well, originally I took Craig Anderson, but now the indication is since he played yesterday that it'll be Condon. And Condon at 8,000 going against Arizona, I think, is a pretty good play. Uh, you know, I just don't have a lot of respect right now for the Coyotes. They could turn around and win this game uh, with the Ottawa playing consecutive nights, but I think Ottawa's on a roll right now, so I'm going with Condon. And he's played well for the Senators this year. Absolutely has, Mike. Now, at RotoWire, I told you we have a great tool that really helps us build our lineups. It's called the Optimizer. And I wanted to share with our listeners who the optimizer has lined up for this evening's contest. We'll begin at center ice. They have Nate McKinnon and Kevin Rooney. Kevin Mm. Rooney of the Devils. This is teams that are playing head-to-head against one another. McKinnon, we make the case easy. He's a first-line player, power play, uh, second-line center. But Rooney is, is a guy that they're trying to fit in to spend money elsewhere his profile is as a third line winger and i guess they're counting on the fact that it's a soft matchup for against colorado so a really a contrarian play there mm. and then that gives them flexibility up front to add the likes of hoffman who i put in hall who i gave a profile on stone who you highlighted and palmieri who i like so they like a couple of my choices for ottawa and jersey they went two each in those situations largely leaning on the fact that both of those teams have the softer matchups on the road in arizona and colorado respectively and then on defense they went a little high end they took uh, eric carlson and shea weber so they saved some money along the, the way and they put in two of the premier defensemen on the board uh, again with matchups on the road they went with a lot of home uh, uh, visitor picks uh, i'm noticing here and they rounded out with Corey schneider the expected starter for new jersey against colorado again hoping to feast on that uh, tough matchup they maxed out with new jersey devils picking four that's the most you can put for any one team against another in FanDuel play. So they went with four Devils, hoping that they roll over Arizona tonight. Uh, Sorry, Colorado tonight. So let's take a look now at... uh, We also want to remind our our listeners that FanDuel, baseball is just around the corner, folks. Don't get stranded on first base without a Roto-Wire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Roto-Wire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash Roto-Wire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Roto-Wire. Now, Mike, before we wind up the show, I want to give a couple more questions to you. Uh, The races are certainly heating up in both conferences, but I've been in full rant about some games counting for three points and others good for two and how much I despise the shootout. What are your feelings on these topics? 
Neither one are going anywhere. The league wants Damn to keep the, 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 the league wants to keep the standings artificially close, which they are right now. I mean, I, I, honestly, a team like Toronto, who has lost as many shootouts and games in overtime, they probably shouldn't be in the race right now. But they're artificially in it because they've earned these loser points. And I don't say that with any kind of particular glee because I, I cover the Leafs and I'd like to see them make the playoffs. But you know, I, I'm I'm for going back to ties. I'm I'm an old fogey. I like ties i like two point wins um but i i don't think they're gonna go three point victories two point overtime or shootout because that will increase the distance between teams and i think they want to keep the standings relatively close so you mean to tell me tell me i'm stuck with the shootout yes oh you're stuck with the shootout. that's horrible i i can't believe that the league sees sees anything in this gimmicky thing i'd much rather see three on three for 10 minutes well, you might you might get that you might get that Paul you might get an increase of the you know, that would have to be collectively bargained probably in the new CBA which won't happen until 2022 but you could have an extension of the three on three the maybe maybe seven or eight minutes of overtime rather than you know to get to decrease the likelihood of the shootout but I don't think they're ever going to do away with the shootout. Well, I'm going to make a loud statement. The next game that I attend in my seats to a Leaf game. If it goes to a shootout, I'm leaving, but not before yelling out at the fans that that it's time to boycott this nonsense and get it out of the hockey game. I really have been on on the pulpit for this for weeks, and, and I think now I've got to make a, an even bigger statement by by taking myself right out of the mix and leaving the arena while the Leafs lose another shootout. So <laughs> that's my plan. Uh, Mike, it's great having you on the show. You and I have been pals for a long time. Please rem- remind our listeners where we can find your work. Uh, go to visit at hockeybuzz.com. You will find my column daily with a big Maple Leaf emblem on it and uh, usually discussing the daily uh, happenings of the Maple Leafs. And like today or yesterday, I wrote about the Leafs sign, uh, potentially signing one of their draft picks, Carl Grunstrom, who was drafted this year. Um, he's probably being signed to an entry-level deal. So go and check it, check my uh, column at hockeybuzz.com. And I always do. It's great work that you do, and it's really stuff that is uh, – talk about contrarian. You cover, cover stuff that a lot of the beat writers that I cover uh, that I see already on the Toronto Beat, they don't give the stuff that I'm looking for, and, and you always fill in those, those spaces. Great job. Continued success to you over at Puckcast. At that uh, hockey buzz, rather, I'm jumping forward because I want to. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast episode that we air every Tuesday, Mike. You and I are going to take a closer look at some of the playoff races that remain and some of the issues that will unearth between now and Tuesday of next week. So that's it. That's all in our breakdown for the best FanDuel plays for Thursday's NHL schedule from me, Paul Bruno, who you can follow at Statsman22, and Mike Algello, who's a great follow at Mike in Buffalo. We encourage you to send us your fantasy hockey questions, and we'll do our best to respond quickly. And we'll look forward to that Tuesday podcast with a full review of news and notes from around the NHL. So long, everybody. Bob Ruff, host of the Truth and Justice podcast. Each season on Truth and Justice, we reinvestigate a wrongful conviction cold case. Our investigations are shared on the show in real time, and you actually participate in the investigation. Season three has just begun, so this is the perfect time to get on board right from the beginning of a brand new case. 
Search for Truth and Justice on your favorite podcast directory and start listening and participating today. Start on episode 301, Murder on September, to join in on the investigation.